0: you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, and I am going to begin reading at verse number 20, Mark chapter 11, verse number 20. While you are getting that, um, I will tell you that Wednesday night we will have a little bit longer prayer time. uh, Since it is the first of the year, we're going to spend a little extra time in prayer before we go into the Word. So I encourage you, if you don't come on Wednesday night, you ought to start the new year off. At least start the first Wednesday night. Be in the house of the Lord. Amen. How about that? Praise God. I promise you we won't beat you up. We won't bore you. And I, I know God will bless you. Mark 11 and verse 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, not him, but them. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I want to talk to you for a little while this morning about the hidden secrets of the past. The hidden secrets of the past. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It is hard to believe that we are at the end of 2012 and... uh, It seems like just yesterday that we were beginning the year, and my how uh, time has flown by. There is a certain uh, pensiveness that comes to me at this time of year. Uh, There is a certain uh, reflectiveness in my thoughts and in the attention of my mind. When we come toward the end of a year, there's something about being where we are right now that uh, causes me to look back over the last 12 months and see all that has transpired. And when I started trying to uh, remember specific things, my mind quickly got bogged down because there's just, just so much has happened this year. I mean, think about your own life. How many changes have come into your own life this year? How many drastic turnarounds have we experienced in this past year? And so when you begin to look at it, it is rather overwhelming. And when I think about where we are and where we're headed, uh, I want to take a time this morning to share with you what I feel the Lord gave me this week for our church. It may not be for anybody else, but it's for our church. I read one time that it is impossible for a person to write a book on how uh, to live life because your life is different than mine. And how you would define living life might alter uh, the way I live life because I'm a different person. There's no one book on uh, tourism about the one great place to go in the world because your great place might not be my great place. And so there's a lot about life that we have to navigate and figure out ourselves. But one one of the many things that God cautioned his people concerning in uh, in Old Testament times was for them to consider their ways, to stop and take a moment to look at where you are and what's going on in your life and in doing so perhaps improve your situation. It, It is certainly a foolish man or woman who comes to times like these and do not take the time to consider or reflect uh, to be attentive to uh, where you are and uh, what you are in consideration of what we could be and what we can have. And so with that being said, I, I understand this morning that the rest of the world, as we know it, may not pause today as we are going to pause, but What separates us from them, and I don't mean just other human beings, but even nature. Nature will not stop to mark the beginning of a new year. They will go on as if it were any other day. But you and I are going to stop somewhere in this season of time, and we're going to look at life in a different way than we have Uh, perhaps over the last few months or even the last year as a whole. But we come here and what separates us from them is the knowledge or the understanding that in pausing to consider, we may improve our life or we may better our life or we may alter our future or we may change our direction or We may improve our situation and so we stop to consider. The great question that often comes at the end of any year is the question, what can we expect? 2013 doesn't look like a very promising year for the american economy because of the so-called fiscal cliff that we are standing at whatever that means we live in a country that has become so polarized and uh, has become so divided that we can no longer work together it's proven in our government by those that we elect to hold offices they do not have the ability to come together and do something for the good of our country because we are too overwhelmed or we are too uh, controlled by our own special interests. And so oftentimes the good of the whole is lost for the selfishness of the individual. And I was talking with uh, my brother this week about uh, situations that are going on in life, and one of the things that that came up in our conversation was the extreme selfishness of the life of people that 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 we live among today. Everything is about me. It's about mine. It's about what I want, and uh, we will sacrifice the baby just in order to get what we want. And so it is with our country. And so there are a lot of things about the world that we don't know. What what does 2013 hold and what can we expect? That's what I want you to ask yourself right now. What can we expect from this coming year? Well, the cynic would say that sarcastically and they would give you some Uh, some dreadful thing to consider but that's not where I want your mind to be located this morning. You see, it is to be noted in Scripture that God often commanded Israel to a certain action in order for them to preserve themselves as a people. Because God knew, he, He knew that Life and pressure and living and trouble and enemies and wars would take something out of us. And so God commanded Israel to do certain things regularly. He commanded them to do this one particular thing on a ritualistic basis. He said when you rise up, when you sit down, when you walk by the way, You are to do what I am commanding you because God knew that life would drain us of hope and it would deplete our spiritual energy and it would in some way even cut us off from the future. And so for the preservation of God's people, for the preservation of his chosen ones, their future was dependent on this One action and that one action was that they were to teach their children. Everybody say teach. They were to teach their children. They were to rehearse certain things in the ears of their children. And what is interesting is that over a hundred times the word teach is used in the Old Testament alone in reference to God's people And this thing that God wanted them to do to help preserve them as a people, the command to teach meant they were to recall what had been done and they were to rehearse what had happened and what they had been through. And the the historian would say, I know why God said teach them. God told them to teach them so they could preserve their heritage as a people so that as a a Jewish nation, they would not be lost. But is that really the only question? Was it just to preserve history? Or somebody would say, I know why the Lord told them to teach their children so that they would preserve their history or they they, they would discipline themselves to certain principles that were necessary as a people. But The truth is, the reason God told Israel to teach their children was to remind them that what God has done, what God had done, He will do. Are you with me? So the reason that God commanded Israel to teach their children was not to preserve their history, And it was not just as some discipline of their life that they should exercise, but it was in fact a means of revealing something to them. It was a way of pulling the curtain from the past and showing them something about that past that they might have overlooked because typically when you and I look backward what we look back to is only the bad or what went wrong or how. And and most people get to the end of this, uh, uh, end of a year, and they say, my goodness, I'm glad this is over with. Why? Because when we look back, the burdens and the problems and the pressures and the troubles that we had to deal with were just overwhelming, and we're just ready for a fresh start. We're ready for a clean slate. We're ready for January 1 to show up so that we can look at a whole year and not have it cluttered with a bunch of stuff because when we look back, our lives were so busy and cluttered and we were so consumed with things that a lot of us didn't even get to do things that we needed to do or ought to have done because of just the sheer busyness of life. And so God said, I want you to teach your children so that life does not suck out of them a hope so that life does not drain them of their spiritual energy, so that life does not steal from them a hope that will make all the difference in the world. You see, my friend, life does have a way of stealing from us things that are invaluable. And not only that, but it has a way of callousing us To the things that are necessary and the everyday battles and the everyday struggles of life have a way of depleting our resources. And so God was simply trying to teach his people that the best evidence of what to expect in the future, the best evidence of what to see or look for in tomorrow is to remember what has happened in the past. Amen. Are you still with me? What God may do in the future is seen in what he has done in the past. Amen. When one looks at the future, we may be with with all of the unknowns and all of the variables, we may shiver in fear and we don't know what's going to unfold. And This is a year that could be cataclysmic for our nation perhaps but this one thing I know Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever and so when I look into the future I have to first turn and look to the past not for all the trouble that I went through not for all the problem that I dealt with but to look back see what did God do last year what did God take me through last year what did God see me over last year and if God would do it back then then whatever is out here before me God is more than able to see me through 2013 you see the hidden lessons of the past is that whatever God did, He has committed Himself to doing again. That whatever God performed and however He worked, God has committed Himself. And so standing here at the end of another year, we wonder and in our wondering there comes fear It slips in close to us and worry crowds near and doubts creep upon us. But as they do, I come to remind you, ah, my friend, Jesus Christ is still the answer. Oh, yes, he is. That song was right. He is all that I need. He is all that I need. You see, when faith steps in, faith says, be of good cheer, I believe God. The only way to really face the future with all of the variables that we do not know is simply with faith in God. Have faith in God. The charge of our text was leveled at men struggling to understand one of the miracles The withered fig tree. And they could not believe their eyes. And Jesus in a way answered them. But he gave them more than just a momentary answer to a withered fig tree. He gave them the answer to all of life's mysteries. All of life's unknowns. All of the things that we don't understand. He said here's the key to life. This is the key to the future of 2013. Have faith in God have faith in God and somebody said amen. amen you see faith is not simply some unknown quantity of the future it is not merely expectation but it is retrospection it is that it is a dual purpose word it is both historical and hopeful Faith looks back as well as forward. Faith remembers. Faith recalls. Faith reminds. And then armed with that information, I turn and I face the future and I know that there is going to be a work and a hand of God. And so now I envision. Now I anticipate. Now I expect. Why? Because when I look back, What I see is the hand of God working. And so when I see Him there, I know that that hand is going to reach to the future, the unknown, and He is going to work there as well. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people that think that faith is just a blind acceptance of things, but it is not. Faith does not blind itself to the things that are. But neither does it limit itself to the things that are. Faith does not look at the situation and ignore the problem. Faith acknowledges the problem but knows that there's an answer to that problem. Oh yes my friend. The most encouraging thing that I could think to give you on this last Sunday of the year. Is to remind you that your future is going to look a lot like your past. What God has done, He's going to keep doing. Amen. I wonder this morning, is there anyone here who in the past year had a prayer answered in your life? Would you please stand? That's what you can expect for 2013, folks, right there. <laughs> you can be seated. How many of you this past year, God made a way where there was no way? Brother Joey, Brother Miller, stand up. Now, I know you guys can be seated right now. Brother Miller, just a few weeks ago, he had come to the, was it, a Friday? it was on a Friday? On a Friday. He had come to the Friday and the tills were not full. And he said, I told the Lord, I need X amount of dollars. I need this amount of money today to break even. I mean, if we don't have it, we're, we're in trouble. At 3, 3 o'clock, he only had one-third of that amount had come in. And he said, I just stepped back and said, God, it's in your hands. And in one postal order, one postal order, God gave him more in that one order than he needed for the whole day. Good. And by the end of the day, from 3 o'clock to what? 6? God doubled the amount of money that he had said he had to have on this day in order to meet our needs. Folks, that's what God did in 2012. So when I look to 2013... I can expect that God's going to do that same thing over and over and over again. Am I afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Do I know what's out there? No, I don't know what's out there. But this one thing, I know what He has done. He will do what you and I need to do and just have faith in God because God can and He will see you through. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. You mean, anybody here, now please, if you, if it, I'm talking about, I need to be careful how I word this, but God healed you this year of something. I don't mean a toe ache, perhaps, but a toe ache can be bad enough, you make think you're going to die but anybody here the lord touched you this year in a special way stand to your feet stand yeah stand up stand up god touched you in a special way physically touched you in a special way amen that right there is what we can expect in 2013 you can be seen. now i've already talked about this brother miller but How many are here today, you're not ashamed to say that there was a point financially in your life when you needed God to come through, and He did this past year? Stand up. All right. Look around. Now, some of you may be in the deepest, darkest place in your life right now. Financially, you don't see yourself going anywhere. But you look around. This is what? This is the hidden secrets of the past. This is the story that we don't always tell, but this is God showing me what He's going to do in 2013 that He made a way, He'll make a way. That He parted the Red Sea. Is not some historical thing for you to look at in a nursery rhyme book. But it is an understanding that God did something supernatural to get His people through something that was impossible. And if God would do that, then God will surely do it in 2000. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen in 2013. As a matter of fact, I'm on my tiptoes right now. Because what I see out here are miracles. Everywhere miracles that God has performed. And if God did it last year, he's certainly going to do it again this year. That's my hope. That's where my faith is that God is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ah, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Did anybody in here have a promise fulfilled last year that God had given you a promise? My sister-in-law's not here. God had given her a promise years ago about a, a relative that had been estranged from the family. Out of the clear blue about two months ago, he called her. Had not spoken with her in over 11 years because of a breach in the family. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, phone rings. Who is this? This is so-and-so. I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry. And a relationship... Now, now some of you are wondering about that promise, but anybody have a promise fulfilled this year? Anybody? You see, we are so afraid to acknowledge those things because we're afraid if we acknowledge them, God's going to take them away from us. We're afraid if we talk about them that we're going to lose our blessing. A friend of mine... We talk every day just about, but we were talking recently about all the revival that was going on in his church and had a lot of folks get the Holy Ghost recently. And he said, I don't want to talk a lot about it because I'm afraid it might go away. And I thought, no, 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 no. that's not, we don't need to be afraid that it's going to go away. We, we need to understand that that's just a sampling of what God, that's just what we can expect in the future, that what God has done, He's going to do it again. So instead of us not talking about it, we need to talk more about it. That's what the Lord commanded Israel. I want you to teach your children. I want you to tell them in the morning, in the evening, when you walk by the way, when you get up in the morning, when you lay down at night, I want you to tell them, tell them what I've done. Tell them how I brought you out. Tell them how I sought you through. Tell them how I made manna in the wilderness. Tell them how I brought water out of a rock. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell somebody that God has done something in my life and that is a promise that God's going to do it again and again and again. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes, 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 yes. All that I've tried to show you this morning is simply what we can expect out of God in 2013. Folks, if you're not careful, you know what i got to where I quit listening to radio. News, TV, you listen to that very long, my Lord, you'll go sell your house. You'll move out in the boondocks somewhere. You'll build you an underground bunker. I listen to some Rush Limbaugh and oh, who, Hank, uh, Hannity, all that. And I know they're wise. I know they're smart. I, I know they probably see things that I don't see. But good Lord, after a while, it's just like, oh, oh, oh honey, we got to get our money together. We can't go out tonight. Don't let the kids out. That's what life does to us. It'll suck everything good out. It'll suck your faith out of you. It'll suck your hope out of you. It'll make you cynical just like everybody else. And when disciples were trying to wrestle with a miracle, he spoke to a fig tree, and when they came back by, it was withered. And it blew their mind. And all God said was, What I have done, I'll do. The hidden secret of the past is that my word can change any situation, for good or bad. My word can change any situation, my word can alter any situation. And so these disciples are wrestling with this, trying to understand. And one of them said, Lord, look, as if he should have been surprised. And the Lord answered him. He answered them. This is the key to life. This is how you live with the unknown and the mysteries and those things in life that you just cannot understand. Have Faith in God. How's God going to see me through? I don't know, but God's got so many ways to see me through. I don't want to limit him. (laughs) I mean, who would have ever thought about opening a Red Sea? It had never been done before. Who ever thought about, instead of taking the next boat across, just walk on water? Whoever thought of just going to the grave to mourn, he goes to the grave and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And his word changed the entire situation. And God's command opened the way. So I don't want to live it, God. I don't know how he's going to do it. He may put a coin in a fish's mouth. I mean how did that happen was the fish just going along one day and Peter had some extra coins in his pocket and I don't need these and the fish comes up for a I don't know how that happened. I just know the Bible said that the Lord turned to his disciples and said, Go down, you're going to find a fish with a coin in his mouth. Take that and go pay the taxes. He said, I can take care of things if you'll just let me. I don't know how God's going to see it through. I don't know how he's going to make it all work. I just know God can make anything work when I have faith in him, when I have confidence in him, when I look to him, when I believe him, when I trust him, when I realize that. He is all that I need. Oh my God, I got to shut up. But listen, listen, let let me just read you. you. You don't believe what I'm saying. Let me read you the Word of God, okay? Psalm 78, 1 through 8. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It said, "Oh my people, listen to my instruction. Listen to my instruction. Open your ears to what I am saying. For I will speak to you in a parable I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. I will teach you hidden lessons. Stories we have heard and known. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord. About his power and his mighty acts. For he issued his law to Jacob. He gave His instruction to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them their children so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children so each generation should set its hope anew on God not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands, then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give heart to God and His Word. Listen to what Deuteronomy eleven eighteen said, Therefore shall you lay up these thy, My words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign about your hand, that they may be as a frontlets between your eyes, and you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied." That's why you do it, so that your days will be multiplied, not so you can just preserve your history, but so your days can be multiplied. And the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon earth. Wow, wouldn't it be awesome And in 2013 we had days of heaven on earth? You will if you'll just have faith in God. You will if you will just have faith in God. Then will the Lord, listen, then when? After you do, after you teach, after you talk about, after you rehearse, after you stop and consider, after you look back over your life and see where God has brought you, then will the Lord drive out all those nations from before you. And you shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourself. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon. From the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall you, your coast be. There shall no man be able to stand before you. For the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that you shall tread upon As he hath said unto you, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you believe and do. And a curse if you do not believe. Amen. Amen. So what can we expect? Well, first of all, you can expect that it's going to rain this year. On the just and the unjust. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to rain. It's going to rain this year. Number two, troubles will come. Turn to somebody and say, troubles will come. Number three, this is what you can expect in 2013. The devil will be the devil. Just as wicked, vile, evil, corrupt, conniving, deceitful, lying as he's ever been. The devil is going to be the devil. Number five or number four, people will be people. I can handle that devil business, but it's people. Oh, yeah. People will be people. Think, my Lord, brother, you you just depressed me. Uh Hang on, I have one more. God will be God. And that nullifies those first four. It doesn't matter if it rains. It doesn't matter if trouble comes. It doesn't matter if the devil's the devil. It doesn't matter if people are people. God is God. And God never changes. And God will make a way. He will see me through. He will deliver me out of all my troubles. God will turn my mourning into dancing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, yes, friend, listen to me. Glory and beauty will rise out of the ashes of burnt over fields in 2013. And order will come out of chaos because God will be God. Amen. Amen. I'm closing. Dr. Henry Norris Russell, He was a former Princeton University astronomer, and he gave a lecture one day where he talked about the Milky Way. And it's millions and millions of stars. He told how many of them, the stars in the Milky Way, are far bigger than our sun. They dwarf our sun because they are so large. And he also told how that still more distant heavens swarm with stars that are innumerable. And when he got through with his lecture, a troubled young woman came up to him and said, Dr. Russell, if our world is so small, and if our world is that small in comparison to the universe that we live in that is so great, can we really believe that God pays attention to any of us human beings? Dr. Russell stepped back and he said, well, that all depends, ma'am, on how big a God you believe in. So I'm asking you, Greater Life Church, What can you expect in 2013? It all depends on how big a God you worship and you serve and you trust and you believe in. Because we've already seen countless witnesses, financial, family, miracles. God has performed there. So what do I look for here? What I've seen back here, that's what I look for up here. God is going to make a way. God is going to do supernatural things. The enormity of what looms before us often dwarfs us in the magnitude of the issues, the turbulence of the time. Do I have questions about the future? Sure I do. Do I know what's going to happen? Absolutely not. No. But I do believe God. I believe that what God has done, He's going to do it again. When I look around at this building, you probably don't see things that I see. But I see miracles all around in this facility. I can remember a storefront where there were nine people the first Sunday. Nine people. Four of them, my family. Nine people. We're not big by any means. But we have grown and we're no longer in a strip shopping center. It's not perfect. It's not a Taj Mahal. Certainly not the most beautiful building that's ever been built. But... It's beautiful to me. Because when we came, there were nine people. Get this, nine people. My wife and I, our two kids that did not have jobs. An older couple that was semi-retired. And one, Brother Brown, I think. Our note at that time on that strip shopping center was $2,100 a month. Now, folks, I don't make that kind of money, and neither did anybody else. But you know what? Somehow, every month, we had enough to pay our bills. Every month. As a matter of fact, we made up, they were two notes behind. Not out of any negligence, just, I mean, you do the math. Just some things become impossible. But people began to rally together and believe God and say, we can do this. And in two years' time, our note went from $2,100 a month to $2,700 a month. And we were still only about 35 or 40 people. We never missed one note. We never had the lights turned off. We never had anybody come and tell us we can't have church here anymore because you're behind delinquent. I don't know how we did it. When I look back, I don't even have a clue how we made it through some of that. I just know we did because I'm here to tell you. I'm not a ghost. I'm real. You may not like me, but I'm real. Brother Jason, you know I talked to you back then because I I had no idea to know where to get any money from. I mean, we didn't We didn't have a banking account. there was no savings account when I went and sat down after we had we, we purchased this property. I'm not bragging, please don't misunderstand me. I am telling you the hidden secrets of the past. I'm telling you that when we drove by here on a Wednesday night after a three day fast, and my wife said, "You need to call about that piece of property." And we called about it. They still wanted over $300,000 for it. But they were negotiable. And so I said, all right, we'll give you $100,000. And they came back and countered. And by the time we got through, we bought this five acres for $125,000. That ain't even half of it. We didn't even have $125,000. We didn't even have $10,000. When I sat down Mr. Betts' office with my plans and showed him what we were going to build, my brother drew it. I drew it on a napkin at an IHOP one night. said, can you put this in print form? I brought those plans in, and Mr. Betts said, well, how much money do you need? And I said, well, we need $300,000. He looked at that. He looked at me. He just smiled. He didn't say anything. He didn't insult my integrity or my intelligence. He just smiled. But I knew what that smile meant. You're a fool. But you know what? God made a way. They, they gave us the loan. We went back and borrowed a little more to get it where we could be in it. That's where we're at. We're, we're sitting in a miracle. Nobody came up and wrote a big check. I, somebody told me about a guy in Louisiana. A man walked up to him and wrote him a check for $900,000 said, I want you to pay off the gym. I've never had that happen. Never. But in 20 years, I've never seen God fail us when we needed Him. In 20 years, I've never seen God not come through when we needed him to come through. In 20 years, I've never seen God not work out situations that people wanted to be worked out. I've never seen it happen. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that if he did it then, that's what I can expect in 2013. Am I afraid of the economy? I'm I'm worried about it, but you know what? Physical cliff or no cliff, God's still in control. Republican, Democrat, independent, communist, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter because God's hand is still over this thing. And before it's all said and done, God's will is going to be done in this earth, And it's going to be just like this book said. There's going to come a moment, there's going to come a time when he's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes and he shall say it will be no more. No more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering. Why? Because you believe me. You kept your trust in me and you kept walking with me. And because you did that, This is what I'm going to do for you. Woo! Oh, my goodness. Let's stand to our feet.